Hi everyone, welcome back to the Outliers podcast. I'm your host Pankaj Mishra and we are back with a new season of Outliers called the season of resilience. These are uncertain times and everyone is trying to cope with uncertainties, anxiety and so many unanswered questions. We thought we could be useful to all of you by doing a fresh series of conversations with Outliers and some new guests please stay safe and i really hope all of us get out of this stronger and more resilient thank you i'm really excited to be having this conversation today with ashwini ashokan who is a founder and ceo of AI startup Matstreet 10 uh, is someone who spends a lot of time in the ecosystem uh, across different communities and uh, has fought uh, many battles I recollect over years in in steering uh, Matstreet 10 to where it is uh, Ashwini thanks for joining us in these times thanks for having me Pankaj great uh, you know clearly uh, what's playing around us is is really sobering and i wish we chatted in better times but this is also the kind of time when we start talking about resilience and uh, you know i just wanted to have this conversation uh, to understand where are you what is the war room like and help others learn from it um yeah i think um, you know everything that's happened in the last 4 weeks has been um, I don't think anyone could have uh, anticipated it, predicted it, forecasted it in any way. Um, I'm almost certain that in all of our projections for 2020, um, it never came up. Um, and and uh, I think it's time to it's time for all of us to kind of stop kind of being on the on the wheel, a bit of a Uh, non-stop on the on the treadmill at this point, and and ask ourselves, you know, what's going to come on the other side of uh, all things COVID at this point? I think it's not going to be just, you know, people are not going to go back to the way things were. Um, it's going to be a very different world. Um, people are we're already beginning to see just you know millions and millions of people without jobs. Um, you know, entire companies, entire industries uh, being shut down. um and and many of them are not going to come back right um we're losing people um you know greater than 20% of all deaths in the us right now from covid um uh, is actually doctors right if we're mm. losing doctors to to diseases instead of kind of you know supporting them saving them there's so much happening around us at this point that i think uh, you know the first thing is reflection um mm. and uh, you know i've been very actively talking to my team about reflecting the change we're going through um every single day um whether it's in the form of humor whether it's in the form of uh, active discussions um or in the form of you know um simply just voicing our opinions right or or venting or coping whatever it is i think being able to actively reflect on what is happening and taking the time to think engage talk to other people about what's going on so that everybody is forming an opinion is has been a top priority for me right and i think mm. there's no change there is no change if you cannot articulate 
what is going on around you and i think that's uh, we've we've definitely been doubling down on that as a priority as almost like step 1 of this process of change right like with the, the way i look at this this is an this is an exercise in change management that is what it is and, and it's not just change management at the at the level of you know the work you're doing for a particular customer or you know a product roadmap or something like that but it's change management at the at the level of an of economy at the level of you know humanity the way people are going to be the way countries are going to be entire professions and industries are going to be and you cannot go through change management if you have not gotten to the bottom of exactly what is the change that's happening uh who mm. are the people that are involved as part of the change um what is expected of each one of us as we go through this process and what lies on the other side of change right and i think um i want to mm. call that out as almost like step number 1 in this process mm-hmm. so w- what are the steps uh, other steps ashwini i mean let me look at uh, your survivors checklist the checklist itself <laughs> you know uh, how how would it stack up i mean what in 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 your war room uh, what's happening so so change and articulating change and reflecting is definitely the first thing um we've been talking about it internally we've been talking about it with our customers we've been talking about it with our investors anybody who who has basically touched who who this company and the people of this company um uh, engage with we've been kind of articulating that and that's definitely been step number 1 um two has been uh just discipline knowing that you know and this is again you'll find it in every book you'll find it in you know um andy groves uh, only the paranoid survive you'll find it in, mm. um uh, you know every other book that you read from anyone that's built really large companies over the course of the last you know 20 30 years you'll find this in their bios um and and i think learning to be disciplined um i i you know the only thing that i hope for most companies and most people that go through this change is that this is not something they're just beginning to learn um mm. it's a tough lesson to learn if you've not been disciplined all along um mm. if you've been used to spending a lot of money if you've been used to growing you know completely unchecked if you've been used to um not necessarily um being in hard situations before i think learning discipline while you're going through times like this is very very hard um not impossible but definitely hard um at msd i can tell you that this has been um kind of everybody gets has areas to optimize on and learn right and uh, mm-hmm. we've been doubling down whether it's process whether it's communication whether it's the documentation whether it's you know we're learning what it means to be a 200 plus people company working remotely um across multiple different countries across the globe now while the global thing has been there from the get go um you know the majority of the people inside the company are fairly young and you know are really used to coming and spending you know weekdays weekends just about everything uh, at office right like they hang out together they go out to lunch together dinner together their families hang out together their dogs and cats play together like it's 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 pretty intense i think in the offline yeah. world um for our team and i think um you know we have definitely had a lot of things to learn in terms of just you know being very disciplined about the work we do whether it's on the product side the the engineering side the ai side and i and we have just seen this whole remote work as a huge opportunity to get more disciplined right hmm. um thankfully we've been very disciplined about finance we've been very disciplined about our engagement with customers about um the way we deliver i think there are a lot of things that we were already ready for so in many 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 ways um 
you know, there's a part of my head for the last three weeks uh, to four weeks that's just been going, this is what we prepared for. This is what we've been preparing for for years now. Um, and and just continuing to uh, demonstrate that level of discipline at all levels of the organization, right, um, mm-hmm. is very important as you get through this, right? So that's almost uh, the second part of the playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, third part is, um, is, is really focused on uh, customer first. Um, you know, these are hard times. And if, if you as a startup are thinking it's a horrible time for you, um, you know, you've, your customers are going through a lot of horrible things right now, right? Depending mm. on the industry they're in. Um, and who are customers? But, you know, you could say, yes, they're large corporations. But large corporations are made of, you know, people. And uh, people are going mm. through stuff. Um, we've been on customer video calls with customers in the last three weeks where, you know, they're literally sitting on their bed and there's a toddler running around and, and you know, this, this, this. People are going through stuff. And I think being customer-centric at this mm. point in time is probably the best thing you can do as a startup to mm-hmm. kind of make it all meaningful, right? And and if you don't let them down at this point in time and let go of their hand, they're going to stick around, right? They're going to stick around because people remember how you behave at the worst times. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost a cliche, but, you know, your personality, your character comes out the best. Um, you know, at, at times of difficulty, right? And it's no different for companies. It's absolutely no different for companies. So, you know, one of my biggest goals here has been to train the entire company to be customer first, right? Being there for customers in every single way that we can, whether it's equipping them with new skills, whether it's giving them free products, whether it's, you know, taking on, you know, a bunch of things that they wanted done that's mission critical for them. Um, you know, just calling and saying, are you and your family okay? You know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a recent newsletter, we've got about 50,000, um, you know, retailers that sign up for specifically the View.ai newsletter. And wow. you know, the, 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 the letter with the highest open rate to date, uh, the newsletter, has been the one we sent out three weeks ago saying, we hope you're okay. <laughs> like, who would have guessed, right? Like, it, it was insane, the number of opens. And you can tell, like, people are looking for support. Um, mm. And people are looking for, you know, someone to just hold a hand out and, and not everybody has uh, people, you know, we're, we're, you could argue almost that in India, uh, you know, we're, we're almost spoiled by the, the large community of people that we keep company, right? Um, mm. always, you can always call someone or you have someone or you have each other, but it's not always the case, you know, everywhere else. And I think just being there for people um, and just making sure they're all okay um, um mm. is, is is huge right so customer first has been our kind of a third mantra so ashwini do you uh, see any kind of opportunity from where you sit uh, in terms of where you are as a company and uh, you know the the kind of road you are looking ahead for sure absolutely um and i think uh, especially that you know being an ai company for us the road ahead, you know, more and more, no matter which industry you take a look at, um, they're looking to take their companies online, right? Everybody's looking to digitize their companies across the board. Um, and and most of these uh, um, uh, industries have been offline. And, and you know, I think it's a, it's, it definitely is. And I can simply tell you this from just the inbound interest and the demand there has been for AI products over the last three to four weeks. 
But on the other hand, I mean, but there is a big picture piece here, right? And and I want to kind of zoom out from the specific set of opportunities that we've been looking at to kind of looking at it as a trend. And if you look at look across history, whether it was wartime, whether it was recession, uh, no matter what the the big uh, event was that led to a, a a recession of some sort or uh, large scale unemployment or you know a series of kind of um, uh, events um there's mm-hmm. always been change right all of this has always been associated with change and when you come out the other side of of a cycle like this there's typically leapfrogging and 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 i think this is something that you know we, we don't need examples you just have to go back in history like sounds like just about everybody on um, is writing about this today that mm-hmm. there is change and coming out of this change and this downturn is is uh is a is is a lot of opportunity um and the way you need to look at the opportunity is not it's it's not going to be a linear uh extension of the way people did things it's actually going to be fundamentally different right um and i think knowing and understanding what leapfrogging looks like for every company is going to be very important and and mm-hmm. leapfrogging is always associated you know with with the way people live so if you really think about technology or technology startups if you think about any anything that any company out there is doing it's basically giving people who are at a particular point of time in society with certain set of you know that that are driven by certain types of cultural traits people are all in a in a particular moment in time and they do things a certain way and when something as big as this pandemic happens you know people change Uh, people's behaviors change what people thought was safe changes what people fear changes what people believe in changes and you're talking about a systemic change all the way down to the level of each and every human being across every country right yeah and and, and so it's and and as companies it's important for us to sit up and ask ourselves not just you know hey how can i make sales happen coming out on the other side like you know should i just wait until i send them more marketing material i think looking at it in any of the, asking any of these questions actually at this point is irrelevant i think asking mm. a much bigger question surrounding what is happening to people how, how are their beliefs changing what is going on with large corporations what is going on with larger systems how are they changing and i think that when companies ask those questions i think that is when you get to build something that allows you to leapfrog you know where you are today right and i think at msd we've definitely been chatting about this you know for us in a way i can tell you that you know it is it is uh, 2017 18 was peak ai everybody just wanted to talk about it um everybody bought a domain called .ai right with with, uh, with uh, so this has been going on for a while and i feel like you know you are going to start seeing the difference between companies that were sustainable to begin with that had mm-hmm. practices that had a good foundation and as well as the ability to think on their feet and think through change right and i think learning to leapfrog is is a is is again a, an entire skill set that companies have to learn and uh, and and starting off with the assumption that this is not simply a linear progression of of growth anymore and that you have to just for us you know we've been asking ourselves so many of these companies that we work with their teams are going to be out of jobs Uh, yeah. and we've been asking ourselves okay how do we equip them like how do we equip them with know how about different things and so we started an online course we started mm-hmm. uh, a digital summit we've been putting out a lot of content that basically helps you know different types of retailers really help 
reskill their employees right and you should see the sign up within like the first few hours of opening this up you know we've never had people show up for you know any of our marketing events at the scale it people have signed up right and that's a sign that people are looking for a way out there are so many problems to be solved and so it's not i would say calling it a silver lining is almost like it's not right i think it is a great opportunity for startups to truly believe in doing good and coming up with ways you know to kind of help uh, where the world is right so there's always an opportunity coming out of uh, situations like this um an opportunity to do good not evil <laughs> um so no what you're saying is very 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 fascinating ashwini so it, it, i mean what you're saying is basically it this is also the time to go beyond the so called to do list uh, from customers and you know the kind of things that you're doing everything from uh checking on them if they're doing okay to offering uh you know help beyond just the core product uh, which which is where you are talking about learning uh, modules and so on uh, i i think uh, this, is, this is really really interesting yeah and and, and i think you know you, it comes down to this right hope is not a strategy um you know we had a uh fantastic session uh where sequoia brought together all the 200 plus founders in the portfolio and brought in people from china to talk to us about how china coped with this and what was going mm-hmm. on how what was going on in the ground how did the entire country how did all the people the startups employees how did everybody basically go through this change and to me you know hearing that story it's ground zero um mm-hmm. and and there is hope there is always hope on the other side right which basically mm-hmm. brings me to 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 five uh, the fifth part of my playbook with this which is that hope is not a strategy right and i truly believe that death is a distraction um sooner or later everybody dies sooner or later all companies die um and it's a question of when it's never a question of if right um and it's a distraction and it's the same for companies right if you are doing all the right if you're making all the right decisions if you have been disciplined about how you spend your money and how you track growth and if you've not been you know um living larger than you should have as a company or a startup to begin with um mm. you get to do a lot of things right now that help you and your company and your customers and all your stakeholders kind of come out of this better Right. and and mm. obsessing about death of your startup obsessing about runway obsessing about this when and and, and again it, it if it's it's a great time to learn right mm. um to mm. make sure that when the next one hits you're ready right so yeah. so thinking about death i think is a distraction to be honest um i don't waste my time on that um and mm. i don't just waste my time sitting and hoping for stuff because that is not a strategy mm. um and coming up mm. with and, and like you pointed out right it's it's not a great time to sit, be sitting and doing to-do lists it's not yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's 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 and there are and there are definitely teams who have to keep the ship running and so hopefully everybody has a team who who does that but this is the time for leaders to take a step back um think about what that change looks like you know get an army ready to go after this and uh, mm. think non-linearly right like what does a non-linear uh, approach to leapfrogging really look like and that is the question we've been asking and these mm. these five things we've been going over and over and over again and the underlying theme across these five things for us has been communication and coming together right at the end of the day my team is my family um um and we have been 
together spending unbelievable amount of uh, time and and together even with like when it comes to playing when it comes to online yeah. games when it comes to just talking through what we're going through um there are young 20 somethings everywhere in the company who are sitting alone at home on week 3 and week 4 and you know it's not been easy and i think uh, you know supporting your teams and making sure everybody feels comfortable and is taken care of when uh, you know that's that's number one right none of the other five things that i spoke about hold good if that doesn't uh, hold good mm-hmm. so <clears throat> a final uh, couple of questions ashwini before i let you go yeah. uh, so the crisis that we are talking about and we are talking about the other side or post covid world and and so on now there are two things one is for the company itself uh how does the culture of the company survive uh, is there going to be a molding or remolding coming out of a crisis like this so how 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 does it you know culture of the company in, in your case for example you know come out on on you know on the other side and and the second thing is uh you know what does this mean for individuals or individual founders uh for people like you for example right how do you stay sane uh it is understandable that in these times uh you know you have to stay firm and resolve and so on but uh, we are all humans so c- can you spend some time on both these things uh, what does this crisis mean for culture of a company like yours Uh, on the other side and what does it mean individually for you as a founder you know i i'd almost argue that um, our company has uh, broadly been uh, you know comprised of absolutely comprises of uh, a lot of misfits in the industry and i say that with uh, a lot of pride um, mm. these are young people that uh, you know come in with a kind of ambition that you don't get to see otherwise you just don't um so i would argue in a way that the culture of this company um was molded just waiting for a time or a change like this mm-hmm. um we've not and and think of it this way right it's not almost like you know it's not a conversation about uh, capitalizing on 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 horrible things happening uh, happening around us but it's more a we know how to work during tough times we know what it means to be in a world talking about things that most people around us don't understand or don't see as uh, you know when we started this in 2014 15 like people used to say what computer vision like what are you talking about right and we've mm-hmm. already gone through that journey right of people mm-hmm. just looking at us and going like i have no idea what you're talking about it sounds like a science project um and and if anything i'd say you know this is the time um uh, that the team has been uh, th- we've been learning this and unlearning this and getting ready for just this um mm. and and the way i mean again coming back to culture though you know this is a great time to actually test mm. and learn about the culture of your company right mm. how resilient are your people how what kind of a, a you know where would you put them in in like um uh, if you had to think about persistence like what would mm. that look like for your company for the people that you've hired what kind of hiring choices have you made as a leader what kind of camaraderie what kind of support system what kind of you know skill have you nurtured across like how do multidisciplinary teams work with each other how you know it is so much like is it hierarchical where does this break right i think it's a fantastic time to take a step back and ask these questions about 
the company and the people that you've hired and the org you've built and and evaluate and reflect on the culture of the company and you know again and and i i mean this in in the most you know anand and i were definitely very worried when the whole company went online 3 4 weeks ago they're young and there you know people tend to run a million miles an hour and sometimes you have to slow them and make sure that other people are running along and um mm. for us it's been it was surprisingly smooth it was surprisingly smooth um and i think uh, a lot of them took this as an opportunity like i said to fix documentation to fix you know ways to reduce meetings uh, but on the other hand use meetings in a much much more uh, useful wise manner right um and and built in just hanging out like i can't tell you the number of times i've been posting on instagram just people just hanging out and having coffee together you know that space at the back <laughs> of my office where we have that little yeah. coffee place of course yeah i i mean and and people are recreating those moments they're hanging out they're kind of you know it it was amazing for me to just sit back and watch um you know the way the team has come together the way the team is bonding they're having cook offs on instagram they're sharing recipes they're all kinds of stuff going on i'm starting to see you know like ones on tiktok dancing like all kinds <laughs> of stuff going on right and i think um whether it's the serious stuff whether it's work whether it's process or whether it's their homes and their families and their personal lives i think this is a great time to sit and reflect upon the kind of culture you've built and fix it if it needs fixing and and uh you know anand and i have been very very thankful very thankful for the kind of people that we've um you know succeeded in surrounding ourselves with in the last few years mm. we've built this company so culture has always been number one for us um, mm. more than anything else and i think uh, you know it's it's what gets you through these hard times it's why you can we are able to suddenly support customers left right and center in whatever form that we need to because everybody is ready right yeah. without that kind of uh, culture of of just rolling up their sleeves and getting down to work no matter where you are whether it's my redwood city team people in you know all over the west coast be my team in new york uh germany like you know japan bangalore chennai it doesn't matter where uh, the team has been on it, right and and relentless like just absolutely relentless and i find myself being very very thankful uh, for that mm. which which kind of leads to my you know your second question about how am i keeping my sanity let me uh, <laughs> let, let me rephrase my second que- question again <laughs> you know at any other given point in time i would have asked you ashwini how do you stay so insanely <laughs> but now i have to ask uh, you this so how do you stay sane yeah yeah i think i'm continuing to be insane which is what is helping me keep my sanity um i think if if i if if our insanity had been had been if we'd been asked to hold back on on just the sheer intensity of the insanity of most people at msd i think um, <laughs> i think that is what would have driven us insane to be honest with you like that would have made us really upset and that would have made us um and i think the the fact that i'm continuing to you know kind of do what i'm able to do um is is definitely a key piece in in helping me um hold on to my sanity that's one two um i've actually taken this time to also reflect upon myself my schedules um and it's interesting as as we've gone we've all gone online and remote um i would mm. argue we're like 4 to 5x more productive than we've ever been in the office mm. and this is also a conversation that all of us are having is 
how quickly we're doing things that took much longer when we were in the office mm. right um mm. and it it allows you to think and 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 i've been spending a ton of my time kind of using this opportunistically to think about uh what comes up next but also on a personal note you know i have two children 5 and 9 or 6 and almost 10 and constantly needing our attention staying at home i work with my husband who is my co-founder um mm. you know and and i we keep joking you know like if 20 years of being together didn't uh, you know um create a crack in our relationships you know try working out of the same study day in and day out right for, for while we in quarantine um who gets the study who gets to step up it's you know, this, there's a lot of change it's it's a lot of change and i think um, mm-hmm. i've been spending a ton of time you know literally learning to um um engage my kids in really interesting ga- ways we play games we play games board games and card mm-hmm. games like crazy people in this house we wake up in the morning and we start the day with a board game or a, or a card game we end the day with a board game or a card game um we've been cooking together as a family um i have a little urban garden that we're constantly you know so we've got our own routine we play badminton every day i've been trying to keep fit downstairs there's a little space that we get to go down and mm-hmm. you know um you have to do things that 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 heal you right you can't just mm-hmm. keep running at the pace at which uh, for me not being able to travel mm-hmm. is it's interesting <laughs> i never <laughs> mildly put it's interesting um and you know i i am enjoying it to be very honest with you like not having to travel and just you know um focus on a whole lot of other things that i've not had the time to do i i've just been treating this whole thing as one big opportunity for me to fix a lot of things i had a blind spot on right so it just comes with the with the territory the the optimism and the paranoia in some ways they kind of clash and yet they don't and you know um yeah i'm i've been very weirdly upbeat <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh, okay so finally before i let you go ashwini uh we have been having these conversations over years about ai uh, ai is coming uh, you know in in real business sense and you have uh, gone through different cycles of uh, ai's business need actually and uh, it was only recently that you know mad street then started making those big inroads and so on what are we going through now in terms of crisis you also seem to suggest that this could be a big tipping point for ai and automation in that sense is that a right way of looking at it yes absolutely and i think you know you've probably been hearing the consulting world talk about digital transformation for like years now right there are entire thought leaders all over social channels who call themselves you know thought leaders of digital transformation it was a thing it was a thing for a good 10 years and i think it didn't really get there it didn't really get there with its promise i think if there was definitely not for the lack of trying but you need a very specific type of an environment for it to work a certain way right and uh, you know that environment is right up ahead of us it's and it's as simple as that right people have realized that you know people are all not coming with it doesn't matter what you look at whether you look at it as food and and grocery shopping or you look at any kind of essential goods or you look at lifestyle goods or you look at services or content that people are consuming on their uh, on across their home across different devices mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there needs to be a sense of you know 
what's life like post this world where you're where you're you know people are not going to be shopping in stores like the way they used to people are not going mm. to be there's going to be a whole other set of things that people learn right and i personally yeah. don't think it's all going to be gloom and doom i really don't um you know how mm. people say oh you know you don't introduce the tab- the ipad to your child really young and don't do this <laughs> no i mean they digital literates they grew just like mm. we learn you know like the people used to think telephones were you know like um, straight out of you know <laughs> devil right like it people had all mm-hmm. kinds of opinions about every time there's new innovation this you know i i don't think what's coming up ahead of us is 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 you know a horror story of of how technology mm-hmm. is going to take over the world i think it's a, it's an opportunity for us to really think about the world we're living in and and the the generations that we're creating right then mm-hmm. and then i don't know what comes after gen z but there's clearly a whole re- you know they're calling it uh, you know quarantine and all kinds of yeah. things that are coming up for the new generations that are out there right everybody yeah. is going to be very differently literate very very differently literate than you and i are today right and i think it's important important for us to think ahead of what that world is going to look like and start planning for it and ai is absolutely going to have a role to play there and i think now is the time that a lot of companies are asking themselves very, what is ai at the end of the day ai really comes down to a story about data right whether mm-hmm. it's product data process data workflow data you know um people data at the end of the day all things ai have to do with data and it's important for companies who've been talking about data for so long big data and all that is just all these jargons that have been throwing been thrown around now is mm. a great time for companies to double down and go okay what kind of data do we have what does this mean for building a business around certain set of things what can we do how can we you know everything from you know managing your supply chain to optimizing workflows in your company to the kind of product you produce to asking yourself what is the impact of this product to the climate or the environment or you know to so much going on out there right and i think these things are going to be important you are not going to be able to find a consumer who is not it, it's going to be very difficult rather right finding people who will buy a product here after without asking about the impact it on on the world around us you're already beginning to see that happen in retail there's a whole movement around sustainability where people will only buy things that are you know that are good for the environment right you're talking about slow fashion you're talking about minimal consumption it's it's all that's where the whole world is headed which means companies really need to rethink the way they're making producing engaging selling all of that right and these are good Absolutely. these are very good things for us for the for the world around us for the environment and i think you know if if you know it comes back to empathy right entire organizations that have empathy that have the ability to articulate who the people are around them and what systems exist around them will shine on the other side right as opposed to this mindless consumption that we've been having in this mindless engagement that we've been going through is such addictive in its form i think things are going to be so much more mindful as we move forward or at least that's what companies should be trying to achieve this is very well articulated ashwini the the journey from being mindless to mindful uh and what it really means for the new world now this this is good to hear because uh yeah i mean you can say that we we, we are desperately looking for signals that paint the future Uh, so this is just one of them uh wonderful nice. wonderful thank you uh, ashwini and stay safe and uh, you too. <laughs> stay insane as you are uh, and 
<laughs> you know, uh, just uh, stay resilient. Thank you for sharing this. Really means a lot. Thanks for having me, Pankaj. Thank you. Thank you.